definitely a vibe. Now that's a D vibe. 86.5 if you ask me. This is the Fireside Chat with your boy JC. And Shade. And his boy Shade. And we're coming to you live out of Shady Grove. Speaking of Shady Grove, we have um, orders from the top. That's right. Our producers have something that they feel like they need us to share. So Shade, could you please... Uh... So, the producers mentioned to me that um, we're getting actually a really decent number of views. In fact, our highest so far is topping around 60, um, which is not bad for only having four videos, but we only have five likes and 10 subscribers. So you guys need to subscribe and like so that we can continue our content. He said, according you need to the producers. To. Listen, guys, you need to in the same way you need to wear your mask, okay? It's the only way to keep you safe. <laughs> to keep you safe. No, I'm just messing with y'all. <laughs> Our producers are giving us a hard time. But yeah, if you could just like and subscribe and uh, join the Shady Gang, we would love to have you. Maybe have you over to Shady Grove one of these days. Who knows? Um, that being said, Shade, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. That's great to hear. I don't think you're going to be doing good when I hit you with the news. What happened? Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Mm-hmm. from the Toronto Blue Jays said that they might call him Vladimir Guerrero Jr. around the country. But in the city of New York... They just call him daddy. Around the rest of the country, they call him Vladdy, but in New York, they call him daddy. The Blue Jays are about to get y'all again. How you feeling? Down well, go those Yankees. Like, the Yankees are going to be okay. This those, is one, one game. Those Bankies. It's about to be two games. Like, one game was yesterday. <laughs> what are they at right now? Are they? They're in New York. Vladdy no, said, No, what are they doing daddy. right now? Like, What's the uh, score? Oh, I wonder. I hope I'm not talking trash and the Yankees came back. <laughs> uh, the Jays are up by two. Two to nothing. Right. How about those BJs? Like, what's up? Uh, what is. Right. I, I want to know what's up right now. Like, what <laughs> is Obby? Like, all right. No, well, okay, st- we're at the top of the six. Like, We've got time. You got, got time. time. Like, all right. Let me let me stop bothering you about that and harassing <laughs> you. And um no, nah, how's your gallon going? How's stretching? I think today might be the only day I might or at least so far that I might actually complete the gallon challenge. I'm at about six right now. There's still enough time in the day to get two more in. That's wild. You're ahead of me. I think I'm at like four and a half. Oh wow. I'm at I'm at four and a half ish. Like. I've had a good day today. A great day, it sounds like. And um, speaking to all of you all, I hope you all had a great day. And um, if you didn't, I just want to let you know tomorrow is going to be better. Tomorrow might not be tomorrow the next day. It just means you have better things in your future than what's going on right now. Your future is looking up, okay? And, you know, you might not be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but the beautiful thing is, there is an end of the tunnel. Um, and so, with that being said, I'm going to hit you all with the quote of the day. And the quote of the day actually isn't a quote at all. It's an Instagram post. Oh, interesting. Yep. 
And um, it's about how people struggle with anxiety internally. And it's about how, you know, we should, you know, take the time to see how each other is doing. And, you know, just make sure that people are okay. So it's called What You See, What I Feel. What you see always on time. What I feel is an instant tummy ache if I think I'm going to be one minute late. What you see is strong work ethic. But what I feel is a fear of being fired over the littlest thing or disappointing my boss. What you see is always in control, but what I feel is like something will go wrong if I don't do everything myself. What you see is that I'm good at planning, but actually it's that I need to be prepared in case A, B, or C happens, or maybe even all of the above. What you see is that I'm always organized. But I have to be organized so I don't get overwhelmed and melt down. You think I'm super helpful, but if I say no, I think that they'll think I don't care about them. What you see is zen and relaxed. But the truth is, if I don't meditate, do yoga, and breathe, I'll lose it. What you see is that I'm self-assured. But that's me just trying to tell myself not to listen to anxiety. You got this. You got this. What you see is calm and composed, but what you really don't know is that I just finished crying in the bathroom, telling myself, you got this. And so that's the quote of the day. Wow. It's powerful. You see one thing, but you can never imagine the storm raging within. And so just do your best to be there for each other, you know ask each other how you're feeling and like i said the other day if you're on the other end it's okay to say the words help and the words of winnie the pooh that's the bravest thing you can say and so um yeah moving on to stock talk the stocks were terrible today they were absolutely (laughs) atrocious so much so that i'm not even going to dignify it giving out any uh giving out any plays or telling y'all to look into anything but, you know, the stock is a long-term game. And what I will say is it looked terrible from the outside. Look, It looked terrible to your everyday person. But a wise man once told me that the stock's looking terrible. That's not actually what it is. It's called the stocks are going on sale. <laughs> Zoom was $510 yesterday at one point. You can get it for $475 now. If you don't think it's going to go back up, you're crazy. Yeah. Apple was at 125 a couple weeks ago. It's at 110 now. You can get it huh. for the cheap. I remember Disney this summer was at 90, and I think Disney's at 140 right now. But Disney dropped from 110 to 90 and then went back up to 140. And so my or one is it at one? It's at one something. The point is it ain't 90 dollars anymore to get into Disney. And so um yeah, the stocks are on sale. I'm sure they'll recover. But today was a terrible day. Today I didn't even I opened it and like at like ten thirty I was like I can see I'm gonna I can see I'm hemorrhaging money like wicked bad but like I said it's a long term game and so uh, I'm not even gonna lie to y'all I've talked myself into giving y'all some advice think electric vehicles they're the future so much so that and so soon that gas vehicles the sale of gas vehicles is gonna be illegal in California. In the year 2035. Really? Really, really. 
Wow. Thoughts on that, Shade? Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> we were talking about all that environmentalism yesterday. Yeah, I mean... Gavin Newsom said, I got you, big fella. Instead of shaking DeSantis's COVID-infested hand, you can shake my hand. Like, I wear a mask <laughs> and it's... And, and I use that antibacterial soap. There you go. Because I don't think Governor DeSantis washes his hands. Well, either. some people are doing stuff right. That's all some I got to say. Some people are doing stuff right. That being said, some people are unfortunately doing stuff wrong. And um, I don't know. Obviously, you know, nobody ever wants to talk about it. Nobody ever wants to to see it but uh, especially see it happen the way it did and for everything to play out the way it did and to know like that's the best Breonna Taylor got you know I say this much she's resting in peace now and a lot of people don't a lot of people take that for granted but the truth is while we're uh down here fighting for justice and we should be fighting for justice don't get me wrong but you know i as a christian man i believe she's singing and dancing with the king some people who you know like if you're atheist you know you believe or whatever you might believe you might believe she's reincarnated she's you know a kid somewhere or a baby somewhere just being born you might believe that you know it's the end of consciousness when you die and she's seeing black but the point is is Homegirl ain't suffering no more. And so um, that's the only that's the only good thing about it is, and that's been the truth for a long time. But no, the tough matter of facts are, legally speaking, like this, this was the law. This is literally the law. You want to change the law, you have to elect people who want to change the law. So I don't want to sit here and use this terrible what feels like a terrible miscarriage of justice as, you know, a, hey, get out and vote. But no, if this disgusted you, get out and vote because it's going to happen again. Let me tell you something. Yesterday's laws can't provide today's justice. I repeat, yesterday's laws cannot provide today's justice. They will not provide today's satisfaction. That's the truth today. And that's the truth tomorrow. So you'll either elect people who change the law or you'll continue to be disgusted. You'll continue to watch as black lives, quite frankly, don't matter. Like That's like the clear message I got from Breonna Taylor. Oh, why are you guys saying black lives matter? All lives matter. Are you kidding me? That's the best we can do. We're going to charge him for missing. They shouldn't have charged him for missing. Like That's just disrespectful. Like Regular people looking at that are like, Dang, you couldn't get them on anything, but you got them on missing. Yeah. The neighbor's walls are more, worth more than a black line. Well, I think you're right. Black we need, we need so, to fix the law. That's really, at the so, end of the day, what needs to happen. Yeah. And so that 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 is what it is. I mean, it's not what it is, but in the sense, like, let's make sure that the next Breonna Taylor gets justice. Let's change the laws. Go out and vote. Right now, Joe Biden, based on the polling numbers, and I know a lot of people think that polling is whack, blah, blah, blah. Trust me when I say polling is fine. You didn't pay attention to polling properly in 2016, and that's why you were surprised with the result you got. 
The tough matter of facts are Hillary won the popular vote, which is exactly what a general election poll tells you. This is the percentage of people in the country who are going to go for this person. And then, you know, when it came down to the individual states, Trump was always close and always within the margin of error. And Hillary took that kneel. And then, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, the polls, the polls. But the tough matter of facts are everybody forgets James Comey. James Comey came out and told everybody she was going back under investigation on a Friday. And the election was on a Tuesday. So trust me when I say the polls are fine. And the polls say good things for Joe. But um, we can't get cocky. No, what we need to do is... Um, we need to send a message. We need to send a message that the current Republican Party, the Republican Party in its current format, has no place in America. Not now and not going forward. They need to change. Parties change. They rebrand themselves. They refocus. The Republican Party needs to get away from... They, you know, they, you know they're under Trumpism now. They need to, like, there is, you know, Bush Republicanism, Reagan Republicanism, which they all fall under the same brand of, you know, conservatism in a lot of ways. But, um, no, this, this Republican Party needs to be beaten into a pulp. And so, and Joe, right now the polling numbers indicate that, you know, if just a few more people can come out and vote and do the right thing, it could be an electoral landslide. You could see large house. You could see the Democrats increase their house majority. You could give, you know, Joe Biden control of the Senate. And I don't, I'm not a Joe Biden fan. You know, I think, uh, I think that was misconstrued yesterday. I'm not a Joe Biden fan. Well, what I do know is that there ain't, there ain't much right about this Trump guy. Um, there ain't much right at all. And um, oddly enough, you know, he got booed today uh, going to pay respects to RBG. No. Yes, he, got he did. booed? Oh, yeah, they booed. They said, I couldn't hear where they were saying, lock him up or vote him out. It sounded like they were saying both, but I don't know. Um, Shay, thoughts on that? <laughs> Disrespectful. <laughs> um I'm actually surprised. Um, I guess not in the sense that, like, I can see why people would boo him considering the fact that he's trying to replace RBG and he's not exactly being the most respectful person right now or ever. Uh, however, I can't boo someone at a formal, like, event. Like, that's just not cool. There's a lot of booing going around, though. Um, there is. I think you, I'm gonna you said... Get into, I'm going to get into that. We're going to get into that next. Uh, I was going to say, you said something there's about a, there's the, a lot of, the, there's a lot of the booing lieutenant governor around. as well getting booed. Yeah, a lot of booing going around. I don't know. I think people are getting really um, kind of antsy, I guess would be the word. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, look at what's going on. How could you not? So, I don't know. I don't condone it, but I see why it happened. You know, there's a part of me that says booing was wrong. They should have showed respect. It was, uh, you know, I guess it was, you know, supposed to be a, a formal, you know, uh, thing and coming together. And 
there's a part of me that says that, but then there's a larger part of me that says Donald Trump is showing up there to pay his respects, but he can't respect her final wish. No, that's the truth. Donald Trump, you know, like you said, that was disrespectful. When has Donald Trump respected anybody? Yeah, exactly. He still talked about John McCain and he's gone. And then remember he said Debbie Dingle's husband was looking up from hell. Wow. Did so, he say that? Yeah, no. he said that. And so my point is, is you can have a bunch of Republicans on here, a bunch rude. of snowflakes listening who are like, yeah, you know, like they booed him and that was wrong and they should have showed our president more respect. Our president doesn't show himself respect. He doesn't show the office respect. And he doesn't show the anybody respect. The American people, the media, none of it. Yeah, but, and so, you know, two wrongs don't make a right kind of a thing. I think know, that's the only the I, side I will, argument there. Okay, and I will agree with that. Two wrongs don't make a right. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say he shouldn't have been there, but, like, same thing with the John Lewis funeral. Like, you spent your entire time. See, that's why I feel bad for him to some extent. He had to go. But even in the case of John Lewis, like, you spent your entire the, – the, the remainder of John Lewis's life since you've gotten office has been the two of y'all button heads. You never showed him any type of respect or decency. Uh, it even took – you know, it took the media to get him to uh, to tell John Lewis, rest in peace. John really? Lewis died, and he kept tweeting about other stuff, talking trash. And then the conversation in the media became, is the president not going to say rest in peace to the civil rights icon John Lewis? And then eventually he was like, oh, yeah, I guess rest in peace. Like, wow. Rest in peace. And so, Oh, yeah, he's not the most respectful person. And so We my, know this. And so my point is, is, at this point, I can't sit here and tell people to continue to turn the other cheek and two wrongs don't make a right. How many times are you supposed to turn the other cheek before you haul off and slap them back? Like, that's that's what I want to know. And so I'm with you. I'm not – I don't think – I don't know that I would have booed. I probably wouldn't have booed. I probably would have joined after everybody else started booing. But I wouldn't have started <laughs> – no, I wouldn't have started the booing. I will say that much. But when people – like I said, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I don't think that's good. Then I started thinking about it, and I was like, oh, man. He's never shown anybody else respect. Never. I, I mean, again, I can see where people are coming from. I can see why they would boo. Definitely. So, yeah. So, I was like, no, and even now, you know, like, the the hypocrisy, like, uh, like he got booed or whatever at her funeral. And, you know, Lindsey Graham came out today crying, saying, you know, He's going to lose his election if he doesn't get better fundraising. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that, actually. He's talking about how Democrats, how um, he, how the Democratic candidate is getting a bunch of help from out of the state, and he's not getting any help. And it's like, of course the Democrat is getting a lot of help, Lindsay. You're a giant hypocrite. Like, and you know what's sad is Lindsey Graham used to have character. She Lindsay, used to have character? No, Lindsey Graham used to be an honorable... Think about it like this. Him and John McCain were best friends. And then Donald Trump sits there and bashes John McCain while Lindsey Graham licks his boot. And it's sad because, you know, yeah. John McCain's wife called him and they talked. And they asked her what she said. And she told him, I understand you're doing what you have to do to keep your seat. Oh, man. Lindsey, you've stayed in power long enough that you can, you can reap the rewards now... You have the six years. You'll get the health care for life, all the benefits for life. You could let somebody else serve 
who, quite frankly, you know, uh, you know, you give somebody else a chance, you know, another Republican uh, and give them a chance. It's a safe Republican state. The point is, Lindsey, you should have stood up for what you believe in. And if you look on the other side, so there's Lindsey Graham in South Carolina. There's Tim Scott. When the president retweeted that white power video, Tim Scott came out and said he shouldn't have done that. He should delete it now and apologize. Stood up for what he believed in. You're going to let him, you know, crap on your boy's grave. Uh, And so, yeah, of course, Lindsey Graham money is pouring out from outside the district. Shoot, if this podcast ever gets big, I'll be campaigning against you. I'll be stomping the ground in South Carolina. for. (laughs) I'll stomp the ground in South Carolina for your primary opponent. I'll be like, I don't agree with anything that they say, but at least they're who they say they are. They're not a giant hypocrite. And so, yeah, Lindsey, I'm glad the money's flowing in, and I'm glad it's making you cry. I don't think you're going to lose. I think it's South Carolina. I don't think you're going to lose. I think that's part of the reason he did it. He knows he's not going to lose. I think the initial money being fundraised, fundraised was a surprise for him. But at the same time, I don't think he's going to lose. Um, that being said, you talked about the, um, the lieutenant governor, the lieutenant governor booing. You all would not believe this. These are Republicans booing. So we had Democrats booing at SCOTUS. Republicans are booing at a Trump rally in Ohio. Wait, they're booing themselves. Yes. That's crazy. I I guess, you know, there's a rally, right? And the lieutenant governor comes out, you know, to stop the ground for Trump. Like you're supposed to be the most popular one in your state. Right. You know? And so, or, you know, you're the next, you're the lieutenant governor. You'd be the next governor. You know, you're from your state. You're supposed to be popular, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, the lieutenant governor comes out, you know, and right now, locally speaking, COVID is a big deal for some Republicans, probably 40% of Republicans. I know a lot of Republicans who are like, yeah, it's craziness. I believe in COVID. I'm wearing a mask, social distancing. Screw what you heard. But um, yeah, science is you science. have a yeah, I was going to say you have some of them who say science is science. You have some of them who don't. But yeah, you have like a large number. And obviously, you know, as a Republican, you never hope to win the Democratic vote. But in Ohio and places like Florida and Pennsylvania and stuff, what you have is a large number of independents. Meaning that the state can swing. And so if it looks like, you know, y'all are handling COVID poorly you'll be out of office. You're the lieutenant governor. You want to be the next governor and you need to, to be the next governor. You're going to have to manage this COVID thing and not let the Democrats come out in, you know, two to four years and be like, Hey, look at what they messed up. Like they like got a bunch of da da da. da. And so the point is he goes out and he goes, I'm trying to make wearing masks great again and pulls out a red, no. pulls out. It's cringy, but he pulls no. out a red Trump mask. And, um, yeah, these anti-maskers said, we like Trump, but we don't like him. No, that's the truth. They said, we don't like, we like Trump, but we don't like him that much. I wonder if Donald Trump came out and said, y'all should wear a mask, how they would feel about him. If they would say that it's a betrayal, or if they would say that that's what, you know, that's what our Lord and Savior Hasn't told us to Hasn't he already do, so. come out and say that people need to be social distancing and wearing masks and things? I think he came out and said something along the lines of it's going to get worse before it gets yeah. better. Um, right. But no, he hasn't. I mean, here's the thing. Although, I don't know. I guess I don't. 
I would nationally mandate masks. I think it's a good move. I think that, well, I think it's unfair to people like in Montana and stuff and like Utah where there's not a lot of people. But I was looking at a COVID map today. I mean, today. if you're socially distancing, you don't have to be wearing a mask. a mask. Yeah, yeah you like... only have to wear a mask indoors. But no, I was looking at a map today and, um, and all of those like, you know, low population, you know, the population density is low states. Mm-hmm. Cases are skyrocketing. I said, no, well, really? Yeah, I said, yeah. The worst place to be right now is like the Midwest with low population. Really? It's going up. I was going to say, COVID is going down in six states. It's remaining stagnant. It's going up in 22, and it's remaining stagnant in the rest. Wow. And um, and flu season's like flu about season to is, hit. Yep, flu season's about to hit. That's going to so make it that much he, worse, people. He really, really tried to get them to wear masks, and... They said, no, sir, we won't do it. Like, wow. So I do. I wonder if I wonder if Trump came out and said, y'all should wear a mask, if they would do it. Oh, well, he better come out and say like, that soon. Like, I don't think he has to. I think at this point in America, I think America, like, You'd I, rather I had, it's just well, like, what, I had, I had somebody, I had somebody uh, that was listening, one of our listeners, they messaged me and said, well, Trump isn't all bad. He created a lot of jobs. There's a lot of people who look at it like that. Trump can make jobs. And you know what? Trump has been pretty good to the stock market if you've he been following. Been. And so you have some people who are like, eh, I'll bite the bullet. Like, let me go on. You have a bunch of people who say, let me bite the bullet for that Republican bread. Like, they're going to cut my taxes. Like, the stock market is going to. And they're not thinking about anything else. I had one of my friends tell me, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Trump is cutting taxes, so he's gonna, you know, my uh, my dad is gonna be able to retire sooner, you know. So I voted for Trump for my dad, and I was like, "You do know he wants to cut Social Security, right? Like that, like kind of like doesn't you see what I'm saying, Shade? Like no, the, I, I do. On one hand, like it helps your dad. On another, and so a lot of people they're looking one way, they're looking at the carrot, and they're not looking at the stick behind them, like, and they're not noticing. Uh, stuff like that, but um, no, that's all I can really say. A lot of a lot of booze going around today. Um, you would have thought it was Valentine's Day the way people were booing. Like, but um, <laughs> speaking of Valentine's Day, I hear you've got some advice for us. Oh, okay. The, the new segment. Which virtual dating plus <laughs> virtual dating plus <laughs> at my school district there's virtual learning plus and it's, it's pretty okay. good I, I feel like the plus like it gives people like okay we can do this to like, me this it sounded like good. one of those old school point and click like japanese harem games <laughs> like, wait what <laughs> <laughs> never mind but <laughs> <coughs> virtual dating plus all right uh here let me give that a little now i'll chime later um, so today I wanted to talk about the perfect selfie for Tinder. So there's a lot of ideas that you can find even on Google that are pretty honestly good. A lot of people say, you know, you want like an action shot and people want this and that or the other, but pretty much the consensus from what I've heard, at least from our area, from women that we've asked and other people that we know um 
the best tips for a good selfie on Tinder. One, you want good natural lighting. Natural lighting apparently is key. That's actually not something that I knew. I've used many kinds of lights, but natural lighting is a hard one to find. You got to do it at the right times of the day. Um, you also don't want to angle higher than yourself. Apparently, at least according to some people, it looks a little try-hardy and you want it to be more casual. Um, some other good ideas. Um, basically, you don't want to do a mirror pick. You want someone to take a picture of you. Uh, you probably don't want filters. Um, all kinds of things like that. Um, basically, not trying to look too forced, not trying to make it look too fake or too edited. You want something kind of, again, natural looking. Natural light, natural angles, all kinds of things like that. The other big thing that I was told uh, from this time is, is specifically a, a dear friend of ours. Um, she said that you don't want to be in a picture with multiple people, specifically on Tinder. Other dating sites, maybe. But Tinder specifically, people are sifting through it based on the individual. And they want to know which one you are pretty much immediately. So maybe if it's like another picture of yours, like towards the end, that would be fine. But you want to mainly have pictures of yourself where you yourself are not taking the picture. Okay. So you started the segment out, Tinder selfies, but you're saying that the selfie is actually contrary to Tinder. Is that what you're saying? Apparently. Okay. I was going to say, well, that is something. That is some something. That's some good advice. Um, I was going to say, there was one thing on there. Oh, I was going to add. If you do have to be in a group picture and you can't crop them out, you can always blur their faces out. <laughs> no, nah, there's some pictures no. that are there's some pictures that are too good. No, I've seen it on Tinder before. There's some pictures you took that were too right not to not be on Tinder. Like, really? Okay. Oh well, yeah. I mean, hey, if it's a good picture, it's a if good it's picture. a good picture, you know go on and it's blur a good their, picture. Yeah. Go on and blur their faces out. Like if you know the picture is worth it, go on and make that happen. No, I like, think that that's fine advice. Dandy. That's advice. solid. Okay. That being said. Discussion question for all of you. And um Yeah, I gotta go I gotta know. What's the best place to get a schmurger around here? A schmurger? A schmurger. It's different than a burger. See a burger you just eat and it's whatever. You get a burger from McDonald's. A schmurger is a burger that makes you shake your head <laughs> because of how dandy it was. About how you know the itis <laughs> is coming is. for you. You know the itis is coming for you, and it's only a matter of time. <laughs> you just shake your head. You say, "Well, it's over." Like you never done that shit. You never had a oh, meal. I and definitely been like, have. <laughs> and been like, "Dang, now I'm gonna go to sleep," and it's one thirty in the afternoon. Crap. Like, yep. So yeah, I want to know what the best place to get a schmurger is. If you have any advice. Please let us know. I've heard some um, good things about Smashburger recently. Smash I've never burger. been, personally. I'm out here talking about burgers. We didn't talk. Do we talk about fitness at all? Like, I'm sorry. We shouldn't be talking about Smurgers right now. <laughs> <laughs> Making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Moving on. So... Xbox One, uh, Xbox, the new one terabyte storage 
for the next gen. One terabyte of It's going to be one terabyte. Wow. It's going to cost $220. Shade, thoughts on that? Wait, the whole system? No, the just the memory oh, card. Oh, I was going to say. Well, yeah, two... 220 for the memory card, That's and the system right. itself is 300. I like, think right now, I want to say the going rate that I saw was like 150 for a terabyte. So 250, they're upcharging quite a bit yeah, at that say. point. Oh, 220? No, they're doing, no, low key, they're making power moves though. They just announced that Microsoft is looking to buy more studios. More studios? Like how they bought um, Bethesda Games. That's a oh, studio. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you guys, they're gonna get Batman to our, to rival Spider Man. They might. Batman is gonna be an Xbox exclusive. They're gonna run Batman Halo. You know what Xbox should do to be petty? They should say, Sony, you want to be petty? We'll be petty. We're taking Minecraft back. We're Minecraft taking Minecraft. Minecraft ain't coming to the PS5. Like, do people still and play Minecraft? You should do. Excuse. What? I get on Minecraft like once a quarter. Once a but quarter. But it's a good, listen, yeah, it's I a good I probably do once nah. like a quarter as well. I was going to say, you pour yourself a little glass of wine. Yep. You know, get on some Minecraft, work on some stuff. You yeah, have sure. yourself a very chill, very relaxed night. Yep. You couldn't even be mad about it. No, nah, right? I'm working on the castle. Say, some of the time you, yeah, I was going to say, some of the time you be on Call of Duty, running around, that's yep. nice. You know, that's true. But I was going to say, oh, that's great. But um, lovely change up. Lovely change up. Um. So, yeah, Microsoft is looking to acquire more studios. So, they feel like their stock is going up. And, yeah, they said they're ready to charge you 220 for one terabyte of storage because apparently you're going to need it. They're buying all these games. You you might really, really need it. But um, I've got about a terabyte of storage on my uh, computer for my hard disk, and I'm almost completely done with it. And I've only got probably like, well, maybe like 30 games. 40 games on my computer right 30 now. 30 or 40 <laughs> games on my PlayStation. I have one terabyte and I have like 15 games if that. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And it's upsetting. No, because you have games like Call of Duty is 200 gigabytes yeah, exactly. itself. Like, it's insane. Come on now. Like slap your neck. I had like, to get rid of my Call of Duty. That's what I'm saying. Call of, Duty said, Call of Duty said we're going to be your one and only big fella. You never thought you could have a committed relationship with a video game, but here it is. Yeah. It's me, myself, and I. It ain't going to be nobody else. Like, 200. Come on, now. 200 gigs? And re- you c- if you get GTA, Red Dead, and Call of Duty together, that's over two-thirds of your storage right there. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Um... But no, so Shade, I don't want to spring anything on you because I know, you know, if you're looking at the list, um, you know. The docket. I was going to say, if you're looking at the docket, this should be the end of the episode. However, I saw something on the way over here I just, I had to bring up. I am absolutely done with college football. From today going forward, I'm not going to commit to never watching college football for this year. But I am absolutely done with the foolishness, the tomfoolery. Now, today on the way over here, it said Pac-12 football is returning in November amid pressure to Trump. Returning in no- Trump Wait, might not this even, November? Trump might have lost the election. Yeah, I was going to say in November. Trump might have already lost the election. Like, you're going to sit there and send those kids out there and uh, you ain't paying them nothing, but you definitely get them sick, you know? 
Wow. I was going to say, you saw, remember we talked about that Ohio yeah. State report uh, with folks having heart problems after. They're discussing whether they should play or not. Wow. So you can go out there and you know, ruin their careers. And you know the messed up part is the Pac-12, the players, I think, might end up going against it because they started to organize before. They started to organize for Black Lives Matter, racial justice, COVID. They wow. were one of the early, like them, the WNBA. They were doing their thing. And so I wonder if the Pac-12 will actually come back. But regardless, I'm here to say I'm done. You know, like, you don't want to pay the players. Like, that's like a big fight. Like, oh, we're not going to pay them. We're not going to pay them. But you're going to have them play football games while their universities aren't open. Think about it. The university itself is closed. But the football has to go on. And you know why? Because football grosses so much money for some yeah. of these institutions that they can't survive if they don't play these games. They can't survive without that football paper. And so, yeah. But you, your institution can't survive without the football paper. Yet you're going to sit there and, like I said, use these kids up like a sponge. Give them fake classes. Like at UNC, like they're giving out. They got exposed for paper classes. But it's that way everywhere. They don't really take classes or anything. Um, yeah. I was helping. Uh, well, they, they could. They probably could if they wanted to. Yeah. But um, nobody's advising them in that way. And then all the hours you have them put in in college football, it's like, could they get a job? Like, what if they told you, hey, coach, I got to work 40 hours a week and I'm going to take this real class. So I don't know how much time I'm going to have for football, but. You can have what's left. Well, that's why the point is to make it big, just like in anything. The point is to make it big. But like I said, well, make, playing college is making it big. It is. To, you to look degree, at Michigan, you look at Penn State. No, it absolutely. They have bigger stadiums in college. Some college stadiums are bigger than NFL stadiums. Yeah, but the paychecks are I was going to say, no, the paychecks for the coaches are. Oh, for the coaches, yeah. The yeah, players, yeah. they refuse to pay the players, but like – I don't know that the players would get paid more. I highly doubt it. No, they wouldn't. I think at the big schools, I think, like, if you look at, like, just the SEC, um, I think maybe the pay at some point would rival, you know, 10, 20 years down the road. Because, you know, as the players organize, because you have to remember, in the NFL, 30 years ago, they weren't paying them nothing. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes today is making more than everybody in the NFL combined 30 years ago, like 30, 40 years ago. And so once they organize and they start to get their fair share, like places like Bryant-Denny Stadium and uh, I think that's uh, Alabama's and Death Valley and uh, LSU, like places like that, like mm-hmm. you get your fair share of that money. That ESPN money that we're on national television every Saturday money. Yeah. That we have a stadium of eighty to ninety thousand people money, like every like and that's the thing about college football. Those stadiums are filled up, whether the team is good or bad. It's about school pride and everybody is there. Alumni are there, alumni are donating. Yep. And so then you gotta remember it's if a whole you let them cow. you gotta remember if you let them do endorsements like you know, like college towns and stuff, like yeah. Tuscaloosa, like everything revolves around the college, the bars, the restaurants, all of that. Yeah. You have, you know, a player come in and say, yeah, for a couple thou, I'll do a little commercial for you. Like, I'll do that car commercial for you. My name's Tua Tagovailoa, and this is Alabama Cars. Like, my name's Joey Burrow, and this is uh, 
this is Ma's Crab Shack, like, or Pa's Crab Shack. Like, I don't know. The point is, is like, you could let these folks make some money. And at least, you know what I'll say? At least it would be worth it. But right now, like, you don't offer college athletes the compensation and you don't offer them the protection for them to be out there, quite frankly. Yeah. Like in the NFL and all these other leagues, they're testing them every day. And the difference between the NFL and baseball and the other leagues are there in a bubble. But um, I just don't know. A lot of people would tell you COVID is fake. So <laughs> maybe I don't know anything. That maybe. being said, uh, if you like the video, if you like what we're saying, that's all we got for you today. But if you like, you subscribe, you'll definitely hear from us again tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll be doing a lot of football talk going into the weekend. Unfortunately, none of it will be about college. None. That's one thing I can guarantee. I'm not going to give them the time of day on here at all, except for when Notre Dame gets clowned by Clemson. All right, all right. I just want to leave you all with you all are beautiful, you all are smart, and uh, right now you're trying, the person next to you is trying, keep trying and keep trying for each other, we're all in this thing together, Democrat, Republican, Black, White, you're my neighbor. That's your neighbor. You're their neighbor. You should love your neighbor. Good night from Shady Grove. 86.5 The Vibe. Fireside Chat. <laughs>